0: Before, before I go on tonight, I just want to say, uh, in all due seriousness, because I'm kind of a hooligan sometimes. <laughs> I like to have fun. But I can't tell you how um, excited I am to to be here today. Uh, I'm not bragging upon myself, um, I'm bragging upon what God is doing through this ministry and that is refuge and all you guys. Um, I'm the first, as I, I think I know. It, I'm the first, um, like like everyone's been the youth group, and they spoke on stage before. But I'm the first, like been going to Refuge, got saved at Refuge, graduated from Refuge, and now I'm here speaking the word tonight. and, and this is something. Hey, thanks. So, hey, whoa, thanks. So. And that's something that even like years ago, I didn't even know God was going to do through me. This is something God's been working through me for years now that you don't even know. And I know there's people in this room today that, that God's doing the same thing through today that you might not even notice it. And you're going to be up here uh, sooner or later, I bet. And, th- and that's just kind of what God's doing through this ministry and how, how awesome it's going and how like life change is working. And I'll be able to share a little bit of that uh, tonight through my story. And I hope you guys are awesome. You guys are the best. Um, sweet. All right, so we're in the summer. Anyone like the summer so far? 50 50 points away from being rec champ, Spider-Man, maybe next year. This close. But still, it's the best summer ever. Uh, it's been a blast. I don't know. This has been like a totally awesome summer, like crash camp and all that. And I'm a Starbucks barista. I'm a hooligan at work. Hey, what's up? Yeah, baristas in the house. one seven zero 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 four four Look me up. Partner number. It's all me. So, um, so that's my partner number. And I, I'm just a Starbucks barista. And I'm just a hooligan at work. And like, I don't do that much work. I kind of just make frappuccinos. But, but it's just been an awesome summer. Who, who here thinks that? Um. This year alone has been, like, the best year for movies, like, yet. Like, there's some of the sickest movies coming out. Like, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. It's just been the bomb diggity. Like, it's been so cool. Like, I loved all the movies that have been coming out so far. I haven't seen Spider-Man yet. He's my, he's, he's my, it's so good. Everyone's like, some people are like, it was awful. And some people, it was, it was like, it was awesome. Um, Emma Stone, ever heard of her? My wife. Yeah, amen. Uh, so I haven't seen it yet, but I'm really excited, because um, I'm from Queens, and he's my boy. We're like neighbors. Emma Stone likes two people from Queens, Spider-Man and me. So i want to go see it. But I love movies, and, and I kind of say this kind of weird, but maybe this is like kind of your genre too. Uh, some of these movies, probably a bad idea to watch, because they're a little too brutal. But anyone likes, anyone like horror movies here? Horror. I say it like that. Horror movies? Horror movies. I love scary movies. They're the bomb. They, you never see them winning any of these Emmys, because the plot is always like, really stupid. But there's always like some stuff in it that's good, so it's kind of got its own thing. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I go all the time, and I'm okay with them. I don't get like scared or like sick or anything or like weirded out. But, but there was this one time, I'm not going to say what movie it was, because it's brutal. We'll just say there was a lot of them. And they were brutal, and I went to go see. I went to go see one of these, and I was like, "It's okay, because I've seen seen them before. It's not going to be any big deal." So I go to see one, and I'm chilling in there. We we have our friends with us, and we have like the popcorn, and we got we got we get the large soda, split the large soda. Who gets multiple sodas at the movies? Just split the large one and get as many refills as you want. It's like 19 bucks. (laughs) So just split the large soda. So we split the large soda. That's first piece of wisdom. You can write that down if you're taking notes. so we just split the large soda, we got that. So so I'm watching this movie, and oh my gosh, I can't, like, there's never been anything in a movie that makes me sick. But this part, whoo! like I don't even want to say, I can't even say, it was just so brutal. I, I start to get sick. So I think, I think the best thing is, oh, soda, sugar to my head, because I start to feel sick. Good idea. So I go to grab the soda, and I notice that it's empty. I'm like, bummer. But then I get the idea, you know, like I'm with the dudes, like I don't want to look like this, like little, like, you know, scaredy cat, so I'm like, so I'm like, I'm gonna go get some more soda, I'll just be back, you know, like, no big deal, like, trying to try to walk it off, be like, so, so I go to get the soda, and I'm fine, I just feel a little weird, but halfway there, like, I'm looking at the ground, and I, like, I look up, and my eyesight's starting to go, like, trippy, like, I, I start to see things, and I'm like... Oh no. And so so it's like starting to get bad and it's like this isn't happening because this has never happened before. So so I'm getting to the to the concession stand to get my get my soda, and there there was one couple in front of me in line, and to this day I can't remember if I said this out loud or in my head, but I was like, Can you move? I was like, I just wanted my soda. I was like, I was tripping out, like I couldn't see, and I was like, go, and it was probably like and they're like, gummy bears or Twizzlers? I'm like, I'm like, come on. So so it probably took like 30 seconds, but in my head it was like 30 minutes. So so they finally move, and I get up there. And if you guys know, if you worked in like beverage or if you're a barista in the house, you know, there's a health code thing where you have to take the lid off the drink. So, they, so I finally get there. They're like, can you take the lid off the drink for me? So I like rip it off. I'm like, no big deal. They refill the soda. But I'm so like like, about to die, I can't get the lid back on. And I I start spilling it on the counter, and he seriously has to get paper towels and stand there he's like it's all right bro and he keeps like patting it down why I'm like I'm so I'm like I'm sorry and like I turn back and like you know how you know how you know like who works at the movie theaters and who's management it's kind of like they're kind of dressed all funky if they work there but if they're management they have like a suit on they're all like professional because they look like if you try to sneak in candy they're like the mob they'll like take you to the back and like break your ankles or something so you could tell and I remember they were just looking at me like What's with him? And I had that look on my face that so was like help. And I just like looked at him like, hey, like So I start going back to the to the bathroom, but my eyesight's getting worse and shakier. So so I have to hold the soda like like in my, I can't even hold it with my hand because it's so like. And I have my hand on the wall and I'm going for the bathroom and whoa I almost dropped the Bible. That would have been bad. So I'm I'm going back for it. So I'm going to the bathroom, and I finally make it. Who? Some of you are going to know all the off the bat what I'm going to say. Who's been to rave movie theaters? Okay. Talking bathrooms. You've seen it before. My eyesight's already trippy. Neon orange bathrooms. I'm like, I think it's Jesus coming back for me. I'm like, I'm going home. Like, it's like so bright. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I couldn't even see anything. I'm a soda. I'm like, where's the fountain? And, like, I just get to the fountain. I think it's auto, but it only does it for, like, five seconds. So it's like, like I'm just trying to look at water to like focus because that's like my like happy place where I'm like think think if it's a, it's a waterfall it's a waterfall and like I just focus on that and that kind of calms me down and I kind of like I finally simmer down but it was so much water it was so much water uh, a do- a dove had to come with a branch to let me know it was okay that just kidding Christian joke <laughs> so, so some of you that have been going to church all your life know what I'm talking about know, you know what's up and you you might say that's ridiculous because. Um, I thought I was going to die, <laughs> but obviously you're fine, right? Like, it's common sense to know that you're fine in that situation. It's just, you're just freaking out, you know, you just need, like, to simmer down for a sec. But it's crazy how uncommon sense that is, because in our lives, we have these situations that come, and we, we lose faith in God sometimes, and even though it's going to be fine, like, hard situations come, and we, we freak out sometimes, and we don't think we're going to be okay. So today we're going to be learning about Um, how to have faith in God always and have strength in our hearts and look at some truths from the Bible. So if you would all uh, bow your heads really quick. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to get into this. God, thank you for the day. Thank you. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you that uh, kids are getting baptized today. That's so awesome, God. Let's rejoice in that. God, let's focus in on your truth. Let's uh, kill all the distractions in our lives and just focus on what God's saying today. Lord, you are amazing. We love you. And thank you for parks after. In your name we pray. Amen. All right. So if you haven't noticed, we've been doing this kind of this Old Testament. If you notice, we're in the Old Testament a lot because it's it's old school summer. Awesome. So that's kind of our theme, like, because we, we had Ben and Mike Mead. Who liked Ben and Mike Mead? Weren't they awesome? Before me, they were the best. Uh, that was thebomb.com. So we're going we're to have uh, even more, like, speakers coming through. And we're going we're gonna to be going into the, the Old Testament constantly and, and looking at what it says. So I have a story. If you have your Bible, it's not going to be on the screen. Excuse me. I'm about to read a whole chapter, so it's going to get a little rough, but I'll kind of paraphrase to help you understand it. But, um. Anyone ever read Daniel chapter 3? Does, does any story stick out from there? Anyone ever hear Radshack, Meshack, and Abednego? <laughs> Woo, I love that story. I remember when I first heard it, I was, I was a student like you guys. It was uh, called Solo Camp. It was the first time we ever experienced this guy named Tom Richter. Have you been to camp a few years ago? I know. It was his first time there. Where's he from? Queens, New York? That's right. So he's, he's my boy out of Queens, uh, so, so he kind of, I heard the story from him, and it was the bomb diggity, so I'm excited today that I'm going to be able to share it with you guys, so, here we go. All right, so King, ne- King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 90 feet high and 90 feet wide, and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, perfects, go- governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, judges, Magistrates and all other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image that he he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image of King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then and oh, he, they stood before it. So I love how they put they stood before it because like uh, they don't they kind of don't know what it was. They they think it was like. Either one of the gods they believed in, one of the, like, one of they, they just made up, or it, w- it might have been the king, like a statue of him, or imagine, you know, like, MGM Grand, big golden lion. It was bigger than that, so it's a huge gold st- statue, but they just stood before it, so I don't know if that was, like, in awe, where they were like, it's so pretty, or they were like, what is that? Like, <laughs> are we supposed to get it? Like, <laughs> and, like and they just kind of, like, stood before it, and they're like, cool. So, so then the herald loudly proclaimed, this is what this is what you are commanded to do, all peoples, nations of men of every language. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold for King Nebuchadnezzar King has set up. So I love that. Like, and I, what's a zither? I don't know. So, uh, but so, uh, probably confusing. So, so it's probably like they're probably like, okay, so what? What if they don't do this? You're just saying I'm commanding you to bow down to this. Whatever, like, what if you don't do it to it? So I'm sure they, like, talked it over, and they're like, how about a lion's den? And, like, Daniel's on his typewriter. He's like, that's not until chapter 6. They're like, okay. So they're like, maybe a den of bears? <laughs> all, the, all the people with long hair and lip piercings were like, amen. But, but no, he had a different plan. So it says, whoever does not fall down and worship, the, worship it immediately will be thrown into the blazing furnace. This is bad (laughs) for two reasons. One, it's a blazing furnace. Blazing furnace blazing furnace. It's a blazing furnace. Two, because in Jeremiah before, they kind of explain this, where this isn't the first time King Nebuchadnezzar has done this. This is this is kind of his thing. So this isn't trying to like sweet talk people and scare them, not making examples. Like this has happened before. I think it's chapter 29. He talks about throwing two other guys in there prior. So people know, when he says like, this isn't like playing around like, if you don't do this, you're gonna go to jail or we're just gonna like, like hurt you or something. Like, like people know, they're like, dude, This has happened before. If I don't bow down, I'm done So, So, like, he's super serious about this. So, therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp sound, all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and every man of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold the King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this time, astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You have issued a decree, O king, that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flutes, zithers, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into the blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, O king, to neither serve your gods nor worship your image of gold they have set up. So furious with rage, King Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, th- so these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, that you do not serve my gods to worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. That that Then what God will be able to... To rescue you from my hands. I love that. It's kind of like a mockery. Like, if you guys know, if you're believers and you've been in school, people kind of like, they're like, oh, God. And you're like, sorry, I believe God is the God of everything, and I take it seriously. And people kind of make fun of it. So he's kind of like making fun about this. But but even though, he's like, like I said, he's super serious about this, this blazing furnace thing, um, prior in Daniel, they kind, of, they kind of help out the king. So he likes them. So it wasn't uncommon for him to be like, look. I'm giving you a second chance. I like you guys. I'm serious about this. I'm not joking around. But you guys got to do this. Or I'm throwing you in. lost my place. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace... The God we serve is able to save us from it and will, be, and will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if it does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in the army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and then, and then thrown, into the, thrown them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing these robes Trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent that the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar led it to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, "'Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire?' They replied, certainly, O king, which is translated as certainly, O king. He, he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out to the fire, and the Satrap's prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their head sins, nor their robes were scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who he, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted to, to him and defied the king's commands, and were were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces, and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the province of Babylon. So we see an amazing story and, and kind of the theme where you look at these Old Testament stories and sometimes we overlook them because we're like, because I do, I do like the Hope for Kids in Boulder City and we, we always tell like these stories and it's kind of like seems kiddie where you learned it in Sunday school and these are kind of like these Old Testament stories, like God doesn't do these big things. But there's something to realize that God, God is exactly the same God that did all these amazing things that we've already learned through the Old Testament, that does through the New Testaments, that he's the God that he says he is. A.W. Tozer said, what I believe about God is the single most important thing about me. I think Mr. Tozer is incredibly correct. Because that, that affects how you live. What you think about God exactly affects how you live. If you, think, if you think God is a small God that's not necessary in your life, it will affect the way you live. If you trust God and you, you, you know God is your king, it will affect the way you live, whatever, however you think about God. Sometimes we, we treat God Kind of like... I'm about to put a toy on the screen. A lot of you have not seen it. I will explain it if you haven't seen it. This is from my childhood. Uh, It's the bomb diggity. Can you throw that slide up there? Anyone know? It says on it. Tamagotchi. It is a Tamagotchi. uh, They're the bomb.com. Anyone ever have a Tamagotchi? Where's my... Yeah. Where's my... I saw that. Um... Tamagotchis. I know they rebooted it. Okay, let me just say, if I, w- if I was going to go on that Twitter and do that, that greater thing, Tamagotchi greater than Furby. Just saying. Can I get an amen? Because it was. It was the bomb.com den. But we kind of treat God like this Tamagotchi sometimes where it's fun sometimes, and he's with us, and we're like, awesome Tamagotchi. And we like we love him. But sometimes, if you've ever had it, if you don't have a Tamagotchi, sometimes uh, sometimes you don't want to hang out with him. <laughs> Uh, they get boring fast because you have to take care of them. They're like real pets in magical eggs. Um, sometimes we treat God like that where we're like, not today. Like, gotta spend time with him. This is hard. The Tamagotchi would poop sometimes. You have to clean it up. We're like, God, you're just ruining my life. We treat, we treat God in where he's like our god Tamagotchi, And we like... So we treat him like that sometimes, and in reality, he's this huge God that he could be bigger than anything in the universe, and he could be smaller than anything in the universe. And, and the reality is he wants a relationship with you, just like we were learning the life of a Jesus follower. That was huge. That wasn't just some big, like, life of a Jesus follower, big deal, like, God wants a relationship with you, and you should want a relationship too. Look to the person next to you really quick. Say on three, I want a relationship. Hold on. One, two, three. I know, you're probably, like, awkward. But if, you were, if you're a guy sitting next to a girl and you get married one day, you're welcome. <laughs> Set it up. So it's important. We want this relationship. I want a relationship with God. I want it to be deepened. Like, I, I want a relationship with God. Like, this is important. Like, this isn't just, like, the way I view God is huge. Like, like it stands in my life. So three truths really quick about, about this story, and we'll be done. The first truth is, they were obedient to God. They were obedient to God. They, they, they had this faith, and it, and it even explains it in, uh, I'm going to read 16 through 18 again. Shadrach, Meshach, and ben replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, We do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. 18, so, so awesome. They say, even if God doesn't save us, we're down with this. How crazy would it be if we had a faith, a faith like a whatever happens faith? They had that. That's such a big deal. There's so many times where, where hard stuff comes into our lives, and we, we panic, and we like kind of let it go. But these guys, these guys had a whatever happens faith. They just went up there, and they're like, whatever happens... But so many times, like, in our lives, because like, I, was, I was a student just like you guys. Like, when, whenever some, when something comes with friends, I'm kind of like, my faith kind of drifts away because I worry about something more than that. Or the relationships or anything like that. But they had this whatever happens faith. And maybe you're like, okay, I got that. It's, it's fine. But maybe you're like, okay, I'm trying, but it's hard. The, the, a, a key thing in this is the word They. They weren't alone. They didn't, they didn't just walk like one dude didn't just stand up. Like, how, how nervous would that be? I'm sure they all did it together, and they were strong, and they, they knew it was on their heart, and they knew where they were together. And we, we preached about that in camp, how, how, good, how important it is to have those relationships in your life, right? Even the leaders in this room, like, we, we don't have it together. Like, we, we need, like, support. We go to each other for support. We don't, we don't try to just tackle things head-on like ourselves, and just like just like it says in the Bible, it says they immediately went to the king and it says he he went and got them. And you don't know how much time went across in that, you know, since they got him. I'm sure they didn't like just be like hanging out. They're the only ones that didn't bow down and they're just like cool with it and they're like, let's go to Babyloni cheese or something. I don't know, whatever Chuck E. Cheese was back then. And they they weren't just hanging out. They were probably talking, they're like, dudes, we're in trouble. Like, this is hard. Like I don't know what to do. And I'm sure I'm sure they supported each other. That's something, that's something so important they have in their lives. And another thing to know is their, their original names is not Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had other names. But they, they were brought in and they got their names changed, and their names were of gods they didn't worship. Because they had this peer pressure in their lives. Just like, just like kind of like in school or at work, or wherever we're at, we have these people that are like, God's, you know, whatever, like, come do this. Same thing, they were just stuffing that down their throat, and they, were like, they wanted them to do stuff that, they, that wouldn't honor God, and they wanted to change their name to be other gods, and they were just trying to change them. But they, they stood together in their obedience of God, and having that whatever happens faith was key. Here's another uh, truth that's huge in my life. It's God didn't save them from getting thrown into the blazing furnace. I know you're like, whoa, Patrick. God missed out for a sec, but he saved himself in the end. <laughs> He sent the angel. He was there. He had him. Don't be saying he didn't do anything. But but I believe it was there was a big reason for this. Because because God God works in crazy ways. Like, God could have saved them from the whole thing. God God could have like earlier it got earlier they kinda of get into this thing where they're supposed to eat idol food and they're like, no, we're not gonna do that. And God shows them favor and it kind of just works out. Like God could have showed favor, or God could have like Hid them from someone that the people that saw them, God could like co- completely co- convert this, but God's saying like, no, we're gonna put you in the furnace, uh, and you're just gonna have to trust me. And that's hard because just like us, we we have these fires in our lives, and we might look at that and be like, what are you doing, God? Like, can't you just like just stop this and like make it you know make it okay? Like, this is tough to go through. Uh, Psalm seventy-one twenty through twenty-one, if you have it. It's psalm 71 twenty through twenty one read out of the ESv another translation might say honor at the end this says you may you have made me to see many troubles and calamities and calamities will revive me again from the depths of the earth you will bring me up again you will increase my greatness and comfort me again so psalms 71 20 through 21. It's crazy how the verse right before it talks about how you're going to go through all this trouble. And then the next one says, you're going to increase my greatness and comfort me again. Because God, and the, the reality of it, because sometimes we have like this, this jaded Christian personality where we're like, if we give our lives to Jesus... It's just a clear path. No problems. Like, it's, things are just easy. It's like easy coming. Like, our, we're just going to make more money. All our friends are going to love us. Like, we're just going to invite someone to church, and they're going to be like, before they even get the building, they're like, just pray for Christ for me. I'm just accepting him. We, like, we get this person out where it's, it's just going to be great, but in reality, God puts these tests in our lives. Like, God doesn't hurt us, but he allows stuff to happen to us sometimes. But I love the word Greatness. And maybe some of you have different ways of defining how, how greatness is or honor. It says honor maybe in your translation. I hope that people look at me and they don't see how much money I make. And that defines how great I am. I hope it's not if I could do something cool, that's how great I am. Or what defines me. I want I want my relationship with God to define me. And through through the troubles and all that in my life, I want that to define how how their greatness is. So God has a plan to increase your greatness by, by how you put your faith in him through the fire of your life. All right, last truth. Faith in God changes lives. In verse 28 and 30 in Daniel, It says, And Nebuchadnezzar said to to praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angels and rescued the servants. They trusted him and defied the king's commands that were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation and language that say anything against the God Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble. rubble." Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego the province of Babylon. Even though your life following Jesus isn't this thing that's going to be just peaches every time, your faith through God and all the, all the circumstances that he gives you, that having that whatever happens faith changes your life and changes the people around you lives. Just, just like I was saying before where I was just, I was just a student, I just, I just got invited. It wasn't this big, like, like, I got forced or my parents made me or anything. Someone just invited me to church. That's all it took. And I just decided, I was like, I'll give it one week. And six and a half years later, I haven't left yet. So <laughs> worked out pretty good. But, but faith, just having faith in God, I don't know how many things I could tell you. Like, it says, it says that God's word isn't going to be void. That the, the, people, the people you tell every day, like, you heard, like, Mike's, Mike Mead's story last time where he just, told, he just stood up in front of a classroom. And people were kind of like, someone come, came up and made fun of him. And he's kind of like, dude, like that, that was rough. And then later that same guy comes up to him and is like, I remember what you said. There's so many things. You, you do not know the power that God can work through you when you talk to people. You never know. There's something, I don't, I don't think it was, it was a girl named Nicole Russ that went to, I went to Liberty High School. And she went here for a while, Liberty. So she, um, she just invited me. And she eventually moved. And I, I don't know if, that's, if she knew that all she did was invite me and had faith that this is something that changed my life radically. But having faith in God changes lives. I, I, have, this, I have this story that uh, you probably heard before that it's, it's, um, it's affected people. I've seen that. I've talked to a lot of people that, that they struggle with it, and that's kind of how God uses me. And this was, this was where the point in my life where I was in that fire. We have, we have lots of fires in our lives, but, but as you guys know, like, if you've heard my story, if not, um, I grew up, I grew up in Queens, New York, and uh, I have a twin sister named Christina, Woo! and uh, we, we moved out here together, we had, to do a, we had to do a vote, stay in Vegas, we moved to New York, and it was a two to three to Vegas, I was the one New York, so I was like, I don't want to go, <laughs> like, I, I just was so stoked on New York, I didn't want to leave, um, so we went, and it was this whole ordeal, because uh, it just worked out, because my mom was really sick, and she would go to the hospital constantly, and we just had to have someone to watch us, because my grandma did, but she was, she's a grandma. She graduated to heaven. Um, so, so my dad was out here, so, she's, uh, so he would watch us. And, um, like, my mom was everything, and she was sick. I didn't, I didn't know Jesus at the time, but, but you bet I prayed. <laughs> you bet I prayed. I, I prayed, I prayed, God, like, take this away. Like, you can do it. You know, like, like, like I don't go to church. I went a few times when I was young, but I know, like, you can do anything, right? Like, miracles happen before. Like, she, she fell into a coma when I'm like, do something. And eventually, you know, like, like you know, my mom's my life. Eventually, um, it just came to a time where we knew she wasn't going to come out of the coma. And we had to, me and my sister had to make the choice to, um, to let her go and go on to heaven. And I, I was so mad. I was like, God, you could have changed this. Like, there, there's the fire. Like, you know, I, ha- I don't have to go in it. Like, you could have did something. Can I invite the the band back up? God, God could have did something, but literally no. And I hope my words—I'm not trying to offend anyone. If you lost anyone, I mean this. I mean this with my heart for Jesus. That that when that happened to my mom, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Because God, God has been working through me ever since and been doing things that, like just like I said before, I couldn't even imagine being here today. And it just blows my mind uh, the amazing things God's doing through. Through, the, through faith, and, and it's something that like you go through these hard things, and not till like sometimes maybe years after you're like, oh, I see. It's one of those things that when when I was going through this fire, you try to you try to find fulfillment in your life. You try to find something to fill that. Maybe you've been there where you're just going through hard stuff, and you're like, I just got to get anything but this. This is tough, and you try to find fulfillment. And you know, I was a student, like, 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 um, like I was pretty good, like, you know. But I got, I got into some, some stuff, and like, I know, like, a lot of people here, like, sometimes you struggle with stuff, and we try to find fulfillment in, in things that won't fulfill us. And just like, just like everyone, they, they chose to bow down to the image of gold. They chose to sacrifice, and they're like, no, I'm, I'm, I can't do it. This is, I'm just, I'm just bound down to this. But it's crazy, and it's so encouraging to see just what God is doing in this place, just like Babylon, bad place, just like Vegas. They call it Sin City, and how awesome it is that that God is working through here. You're not going to find fulfillment in drugs. You're not going to find fulfillment in that relationship. You're not going to find fulfillment in whatever friends. You're not going to find fulfillment in in, in whatever that is, whatever you put in that post that you want to do, God is going to do amazing things through you. There's, there's one thing that fulfills me, one thing that fulfills my life, and his name is Jesus. And he's doing amazing things through this re- through refuge, through my life. I stand, I stand here today because I always hear that where I'm like, yeah, my mom's in heaven. And they'll kind of be like, yeah, she's in heaven. But where, she, we're saying the same thing, but we ain't saying the same thing. Where I, sta- where I stand, I believe it in my heart where I'm like, she is in heaven, and that's where I'm going. And it, it, It's about my relationship with Jesus. It says, it says in, the, in the Bible, who else in heaven but God? And that's not saying it's empty. That's just saying that, that God is, is God. He, he is who he says he is. He sent his son down for us, and he died for us so that we could be with him. I pray that we have this, this awesome faith, this whatever happens faith. Maybe some of you guys are going through Tough stuff tonight where it's like, Patrick, I'm trying. It's tough. I've been there where it's hard. But let me tell you something. Have, have faith in God. He's ready to do amazing things through you. I've seen it. I'm not just some dude that's never gone through anything. I'm telling you. Whatever that looks for you tonight, I'll be I'll be in the back, I'll be chilling there, and there'll, there'll be a girl leader there. Don't, don't, sometimes we let this stuff rest in our heart and it's a big deal and then we let the devil steal it from us. We just, we just kind of wait on it and it just disappears. I call you to be bold, whatever, whatever that is. If you need prayer, I'm in the back, I'd love to pray for you. Don't doubt the power of prayer. Maybe you want to just come down here and kneel and just kind of, just talk it out with God, whatever's going through your life that you're struggling with. Jesus, thank you today, that we have a place to come to and worship you, Lord. God, you are the God that you say you are. Lord, thank you for what you did through me, and thank you for what you're doing through these students here at Refuge, God. I pray if there's someone in the room that, that's kind of shaky on it, God, that, that they give their heart to you, Lord. God, thank you for baptism, thank you for the amazing thing you're doing, God, something to celebrate, God. God, maybe, maybe for us it's, it's that Friday in our lives and we, th- we think Jesus is just out of there. We, we're losing faith, God, but have strength. Sunday is right around the corner for us, God. Romans 8, 8, 18 says, Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory you will reveal to us later. God, work through us, Lord. God, you're amazing and we love you. In your name we pray.